How do you feel about exercise? I'm not seeing a whole bunch of beaming faces out there. Some people are pretty happy. Well, love it or hate it. I think you probably all know that we can't argue against the need for exercise. We all need it. That's how we were made. It doesn't mean that exercise is going to be easy. In fact, exercise can be pretty difficult. Moderate exercise, that's not too bad. You can get out and go for a, a nice brisk walk on a sunny, beautiful day. But when you really start getting into it, when you really start to push yourself, exercise can leave you aching, exhausted. And it's work. It'd be so much easier if we could just always sit around following the path of least resistance. Anybody enjoy time on the couch? But we need it. Why exercise, though, if it's just going to wear you down, if it's going to beat you up? Well, even if you're not a fan of exercising, you probably know you should. I mean, it benefits your health. It improves your mood. And when you regularly work at it, exercise can stretch your limits. It can get you to do things that you never thought possible before. The author of today's epistle reading from the book of Hebrews, he frames our life in faith in terms of a particular form of exercise, a race. Even if someone is not a fan of sports, they'll know what it means to run a race, even if they are from the other side of the world or from 2,000 years in the past. The idea of running a race, that challenge, is part of the human experience. And the way that Hebrews tells it, you and I, we are athletes out on the field. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you may be, because when you are baptized, you become a racer. That is life for the Christian. It's a race. It's an ultra marathon through territory that can sometimes be unfamiliar and rough, and at times downright brutal. You're heading towards a finish line that's out there, somewhere. And even though you don't know how long your race will run, you know as a baptized child of God who's waiting for you on the other side of the finish line. So let's say you're running along in this great race. Do you suppose as you go that you would pick up stones to carry with you as you run, throwing them into your pouch? Would you go and find some of those neat weighted wraps that you can put around your wrists and your ankles? Would you go out with a fully loaded backpack and heavy boots? Now those things might be fine as you're training, as you're getting ready, as you're preparing and conditioning your body for competition. But when it's time for the actual running of the race, the actual ultra-marathon, I'm guessing you're going to ditch all of it because you would strip away any excess weight that you could. You'd find the lightest shoes, the thinnest, most appropriate running apparel for the conditions so that you would not be weighed down at all. 
And back in the ancient days, the Greek athletes would run naked so as not to be weighed down by anything unnecessary that would slow them down. You are running a race as a Christian. And you've got a lot of things going against you. For one, the weight of sin can seem insurmountable. And we have this confusing problem, don't we? We're continually tempted to pick up weights that make it harder to run the race before us. All those little things that we might say or do that go against God's design and turn us off track. Big choices, little choices, habitual choices. They can cause us to stumble underneath their weight. And beyond our sin, as if that weren't enough already, the world sets up hurdles, other obstacles to try to trip you off, to try to knock you off the course entirely. So what weight of sin have you been carrying? What impediments has the enemy placed in your path? You don't have the home field advantage. Even though sometimes the the twists and the turns, they might seem familiar. You're running in hostile territory. The wind is against you. It's pushing back every step of the way. That's what Jesus is warning us about in the gospel text from Luke chapter 12, telling his disciples that the world was going to be against them, in opposition to them, even where family members would turn against those who follow him. The odds seem to be stacked against you and everyone else who's running this race of faith in Christ. As the author of Hebrews reminds us, though, we're not the first ones to run this race. And we don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. It's not a scribe, but from what I've read, I like to think that it was Barnabas, the apostle. He was the one who traveled with Paul. He saw many things. Barnabas' name in Hebrew means son of encouragement. And we certainly see that in his letter today. It's the same course that Jesus ran before us. Jesus founded the race, the ultramarathon that his life lived according to God's instruction and design. He's the basis for faith that trusts our Father in heaven. Jesus charted the course for us. He showed us the way to go. And what's more, Jesus finished the race. He's the goal of faith because he's the one who won the race for you and for me. No one else could. No one else had. He crossed the finish line after running a perfect race despite the obstacles the hindrances that the enemy continued to throw at his way without running off the course, without stumbling or falling. So Jesus is our model for endurance too. He looked ahead to what was going to come after his humiliation and suffering. He kept his eyes on the prize, the life in joy that waited with God's redeemed people as he was even in the process of making that redemption happen. Jesus looked ahead to life with you. 
Imagine the setting for this great race. It's an immense stadium, but even though we are in foreign territory, the crowds that are in the stands, they're filled with faithful supporters. You heard some of their names in today's reading from Hebrews. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses. There are judges. There are prophets. There are people like Rahab who are part of our family of faith. They're like you and me. You see, you and I, we are numbered among the Hall of Famers. They are part of that communion of saints that we confess in the Apostles' Creed. They are cheering us along as we run the race that is set before us. And they might be hidden from plain sight by that cloud, as it were, invisible to the world around us. But that does not change the fact that they are rooting for us like our biggest fans. Persevere in running this race. Keep on going towards that finish line despite the hardships that you encounter. Jesus blazed the trail for us. He bore the full opposition of the world for us. Endure the hardship, the pain, the discomfort that will come your way as a follower of Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And look ahead. Look ahead with patient expectation for God's action, his promised salvation for you and for all his people because Jesus, the victorious son, is enthroned at the right hand of God in the glory that was his before the world began. And he, he continues to work for the benefit of his people. He endured everything so that you could join him at the victory banquet. Jesus has won the race. He won it in your place. You've been made right with God because Jesus carried the weight of all our sins for us. He is the great high priest who offered himself on the cross for you and for me. That, that's what we call justification. Our success doesn't depend on our exertion or our effort. It's done. It's finished. It is accomplished for you and for me because of Christ. As Christians, we're running this great, great race of life in the hope of the victory that waits for us. But God still calls us to be mindful of how we run. Be on guard against the sin that would trip you up, that would weigh you down. Cast it aside. Repent of it. Turn away from it. Because it is actively sabotaging you and trying to keep you from crossing the finish line. That turning away from sin, that running the course according to God's design, that's what we call sanctification. Like elite athletes, you and I can continue to seek improvement in our techniques, our tactics, working to live lives in Christ to the best of the ability that God has given to us. Because Jesus will see you through. He will see you through to the finish line and beyond. Look to him as the one champion who has run the race, who is cheering you on. 
Keep your eyes looking up towards what is waiting ahead across that finish line. See what is unseen and hidden from the eyes of the world. Look around you. No, seriously, look around you, like now. See these people? See this crowd? See this group? Because in addition to those cloud of witnesses who surround us in the stands of the stadium, you've got a team surrounding you right here. We are running the race together. We are community in Jesus. We are people who are brought together to encourage one another, to cheer one another on. And when one of us stumbles, because we all stumble, reach out and lift them up to run alongside you. Experience the joy that is God's gift of forgiveness together. Come to his house, come to his table to receive the gifts that he gives so that you can run in his strength. Look to Jesus, the one who has run the race, the one who has won the race for you because in him you have victory too. Amen.